to really show up and, and, and make a body of work. And we went on winter break. During winter break, I get an email that I had been selected. Unfortunately for me, my hopes that I would get a chance to make a small body of work before presenting a bunch of work to the entire student body did not happen that way. I was selected first. Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders who need to keep it real. Today, I'm joined once again by my friend, Brian Allen Irvin. Now, Brian previously featured on episode 203 of Broken Bulbs, so make sure you check that out as well. Now, Brian is a visual storyteller with an existential bend, and he has a huge interest in history as a means of understanding better the conditions of today. His work, Ermi as the Great, will be displayed at the Universal Hip Hop Museum in Bronx, New York, when it opens in 2023. But he didn't have any artwork to share when he was first selected for an art gallery. That's coming up after the break. Real quick before we get into today's show. We all know that I like having recurring guests, but I've also started having guests on a bonus podcast called Bright Bulbs. It's a little bit more chill, a little bit more relaxed, and we have a lot of fun talking about silly ideas and creative projects we may or may not ever get into. If you want to access this special bonus podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Alex Williams. That's W-I-L-L-I-A-M-N-S. Or just click the first link in the show notes. Thanks for your support. Now, enjoy the show. Brian Allen Irvin, ready to talk about another one of your broken bulbs? I'm ready to talk about it. Fantastic. Okay, so this one is going to be a lot lighter than the one we had you on for last time. Uh, If people want to check that out, hint, hint, episode 203, uh, if people want to listen into there. Today, we are talking about you getting selected for an art gallery, which, I mean, is a fantastic achievement, I would think, but then you had no art. Um, so why don't you tell us about this whole roller coaster here? It's a very classic, be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to start things off, uh, I think I was just casually in the union one day. This was the union art gallery at North Texas that I was, I ended up applying for, but I was in the union print shop and apparently the, young lady that ran the print shop or the student that just worked there, she was ahead of or in charge of gathering applications for the gallery. And I was curious because I would always walk by and I would see student work in there. I was just, how do people do that? I think I may have just asked her that on a whim. And she said, oh, here's how you apply. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. I asked her about the process. She said, well, there's a committee, they select. Um, who they want to be in there. I think maybe eight students or something like that. There's only a handful of students that get selected out of everybody that applies. So I just kind of casually applied like, oh, okay, yeah, why not? I'll just, I'm here. I'm waiting on something to print anyway. I'll just do this in the meantime. And I thought it would be great that, hey, if if this is how you do it, and if I just so happen to get picked, maybe, you know, later on the semester after I get a few things done, I'll have some work to put in there and I'll, you know, it'll motivate me to, to really show up and, and, and make a body of work. So I applied and we went on winter break. During winter break, I get an email 
that I had indeed been selected to be a uh, featured in the Union Gallery, which was great. I was very happy. Yeah, congratulations. Thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately for me, my hopes that I would get a chance to make a small body of work before presenting a bunch of work to the entire student body did not happen that way. I was selected first. And that would mean that I would be showing in early February and we're on winter break, of course, in December for Christmas. So that shifted my entire winter break naturally because I didn't want to be humiliated. <laughs> I, I, I gone into this situation and I asked for it. I got it. So I had to show up for it. And it was a defining moment for me because I showed myself something and I'm a very uh, analytical artist. I'm often paralyzed, you know, the whole analysis paralysis thing. I think a lot of us tend to overthink, especially when we're in our formative days. Like, you know, art school is such a big moment for the kid in the class that used to draw in high school. And now you're surrounded by a bunch of kids that used to draw in, in class and you're all trying to grow and make a thing out of this. So I had kind of had a bit of an underdog complex and didn't, in a way, I didn't think I was going to get it. I was hoping I'd get it. I didn't think I'd be like a first up situation, but it was what it was. So I had to get to work. And I ended up pulling a lot of things out of myself that I didn't know were, were there. And what it taught me to do was to not be so uh, methodical all the time. And that art needs to be a bit impulsive. And what I learned from that and what I gleaned from my entire time in, in art school was that the things that I would do almost on a whim, would always get more acclaim from my professors or other students. And so it was, it kind of showed me something. It was showing me something about what those impulses actually were. And they were just myself. I didn't give myself a chance to, you know, overthink it and doubt it away and, and, you know, just overwrite it with others' expectations and, I don't want to be perceived this way. I'm, I'm sure, you know, any artist, any creative out there listening right now is going to understand that struggle that is innate within us all. That was my moment to reckon with that. And when the gallery show finally came out, it was a bit all over the place. You know, I, I think everybody probably cringes at their college work. I know I do. Maybe it's one or two things I actually like from college. But all of my professors always harken back to that show because they all saw it. And this was my uh, maybe 4,000 left. So I'm a senior. I'm a, I'm headed out the door soon. And they're all expecting work like they saw in that gallery. And funny enough, I, I filled it. I filled out the gallery pretty well. There were maybe about eight walls or so to fill. And I, I actually came up with enough work to fill it 
and to make some pretty cool stuff, even by my own critical standards. And uh, yeah, it actually turned out okay, but there was a very valuable lesson learned within that panic of learning that I was going to be the first to show that semester. That's awesome. I, I mean, I, I get the sense a little bit that when you're under pressure, when you're forced to be a little bit impulsive, like you mentioned, it, it forces you to be a little bit more you. And, and I think when you let yourself shine through your work, it stops becoming like a, oh, hey, I did a drawing just like every other kid in this class. And it, and it starts being like, no, I created something. I, I made something out of me. And, and that means something significant to me. Am, am, I, am I making any sense? Does that connect? That makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And I would, I would be lying if I didn't say that in some ways I'm not constantly trying to get back to that space because I'm just almost in my comfort zone to overthink. What is, what is something you might recommend doing? as an artist, an entrepreneur, whoever, whoever is listening to this podcast right now has some sort of creative endeavor going on, what would you recommend they do in order to let themselves get back to that place where they're reconnecting with themselves and letting themselves shine through whatever creative project it is that they're working on? Yeah, I think when you actually do, I mean, impulse, the word impulse gets a bad rap because we think about it in the context of like buying something impulsively, doing something that's dangerous to a a uh, a larger plan or something that's just you know kind of a rash decision decision, right? But when it comes to creativity, I think you know everybody is is trying to find their voice and trying to commit that value to to the space that they want to exist in so it's important to be impulsive because i think that is that childlike reflex that that led you to be who you are now that you just do things because it felt right and that you don't overthink and let yourself play into the conformity that we feel like we always have to kind of play into because something preceded us or or you know, there's a blueprint out there for something we're doing. We don't necessarily, we don't have to follow that. We can do what feels right for us. And there's plenty of creators out there that earn their stripes because they go that route. Of course, at the end of every episode, I like to hear you brag a little bit because it sounds like you have kind of grabbed life by the horns a little bit more and you've put a lot more intentionality into your existence. So why don't you tell us about what you're up to now and where we can go to follow you and support you and your work? Of course, I'm, I'm busy plugging away at my own uh, independent properties and ideas. Uh, so I'm currently working on those things, nothing I'm quite ready to talk about at the moment. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely learning to put the things out in the world that I wanna see in the world. Uh, you can find more of my work and work for purchase at brianallenirvin.com. I'm also at, on Instagram at b.a.irvin. Um, that's pretty much where I where I make my home right now for art. Fantastic, and I mean, it's fantastic art. I'm no like connoisseur or anything, but it is really, really good. 
Um, so I absolutely recommend everybody go and check it out and buy a piece from Brian if you can. And um, yeah, check out the links in the show notes for everything else too. And with that, I just got to say thank you, Brian, for joining me. Thank you so much, Alec. And thank you for listening. Let yourself shine through your work. Do things that feel right and share it. Special thank you to Brian for joining me once again and being willing to talk about his broken bulbs. Be sure to check out his work, which I've linked down in the show notes. And if you want to hear more Brian on Broken Bulbs, make sure you check out episode 203 as well. And if you want to offer support beyond leaving a review and sharing the show, please visit Patreon via the first link in the show note. As a thank you for your support, you'll get a postcard from me wherever I am to wherever you are. Broken Bulbs is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the Create Vine. I, Alex Williams, was your host. The podcast artwork is by Bethany Gefsison, and the music we use is by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.